welcome to A City Reading, a talking newsletter podcast of library news and features. This episode is a special episode to celebrate National Heritage Week, which runs between the 15th to the 23rd of August 2020. In this episode, we bring you a profile of Cork City Library's online events for Heritage Week, a brief history of Cork City Libraries, Deirdre Swain reads on Dove by Maureen Lankford, Claire tells us the most popular books about Cork borrowed from our libraries, and Stone meant the most to him. Seamus Murphy remembered in poems. August in the libraries meant National Heritage Week. Events, talks, crafts, exhibitions, all celebrating our local and national heritage. Of course, we are all doing things differently in 2020. Please join us for our online Heritage Week events. Links and full information on our website from the 15th of August. We have a great lineup ready for you to enjoy at home, from blog articles to online videos and exhibitions. Frank O'Connor Library Mayfield, in partnership with Harvest Films and Southwind Blows, presents an online screening of the 2003 documentary Frank O'Connor, The Lonely Voice, directed by Pat Collins. The film marked the 100th anniversary of the birth of Frank O'Connor, who at one time lived in Mayfield and attended St. Patrick's Boys National School, Gardner's Hill. It explores his life and work and his importance as a short story writer and a librarian through interviews with family members and other interviewees, including the American writer Richard Ford and poets Thomas McCarthy, John Montague and Liam O'Murhala. The film will be available to view on Vimeo free of charge during Heritage Week 2020. Read three blog articles inspired by our heritage. Stone meant the most to him. Seamus Murphy remembered in poems, a blog article by staff of Blackpool Library in association with Tom Foley and the Blackpool Historical Society. Reading the Beautiful City, the most popular books about Cork as borrowed by our readers. Both of these articles feature later in this podcast. The Cork Traveller Women's Network celebrate their musical heritage with us. They choose their top 10 list of culturally significant songs. What they choose? Links on our website from the 15th of August. Step back into Cork of 1920 with Guy's Cork City and County Almanac and Directory 1920, digitised and made available online for Heritage Week. Find out who lived where, how they got around, where they worked, you can also browse a selection of newspapers from the time and read works by Terence Maxweeney, available from the 15th of August on our Cork 1920 page. From past times to modern times, Bishopstown Library have created three original 3D files to celebrate our natural heritage. A bat charm, an otter bookmark and a bee pencil top. Visit our 3D printing page to download the files and find out about our 3D printing services. Holly Hill Library brings you a multimedia preview of upcoming music CD, A City in Flames, with original songs inspired by the events of 100 years ago. Tory Top Library invites you to view the 1916 Heritage Pod, compiled by the Balfihan 1916 Commemoration Committee. There are photos, videos, audio clips of the Balfihan Folklore Project, along with the history of Balfihan and much more. Visit the pod at 1916-2016committee.org.
Glanmire Library presents a fascinating online exhibition, The Quakers of Cork, or you can take a virtual tour of the Rory Gallagher Music Library. We hope you will enjoy, will join us online for National Heritage Week 2020. Visit our website at www.corkcitylibraries.ie for links. Enjoy. A Brief History of Cork City Libraries Cork has long had significant collections of books for both learning and pleasure. From the time of the monastic community in Galabi, through to the flowering of various institutions in the early 19th century, such as the Cork Literary and Scientific Society, the Royal Cork Institute and the Cork Uvarian Society. It was not until the last decade of the 19th century, however, that the public library service began in the city. While Cork was the first Irish city to adopt the Public Library's Ireland Act of 1855, it waited until December 1892 to open a library service in what is now the Crawford Municipal Gallery. In 1905, a purpose-built library was opened on Anglesey Street next to City Hall, thanks to a grant from the renowned benefactor of libraries, Scottish-born Andrew Carnegie. This elegant building lasted for only 15 years, until 1920, as it and its contents were destroyed by fire, along with City Hall and much of the city centre, by Crown forces retaliating against continuing guerrilla activity by the IRA. The burning of the Carnegie Library left the city without a public library service until 1924, when premises were provided on a temporary basis for a library in Tucky Street. That service was transferred in 1930 to new premises behind a new Hiberno-Romanesque facade and numbers 57 and 58 Grand Parade. For many years, this was the only public library service point in the city, except for county library services in the courthouse in Washington Street and that number 18 Dyke Parade, until the city library opened a branch library at St Mary's Road in 1972, near the North Cathedral. This was followed in 1974 by another suburban library in Torrey Top Road to serve the city's south side. In quick succession, there followed the establishment of a mobile library service in 1975, the Douglas Library in 1976, in a shopping centre in that suburb, jointly funded by the City and County Councils, and a major extension of the Central Library at Grand Parade in 1976 to 1979. In 1978, a dedicated music library opened in City Library premises, a new string to our bow, pardon the pun. The music library was later to be renamed and dedicated to the Rory Gallagher Music Library in 2004. The creation of the network of local libraries is perhaps the most important development in the history of the service. For many decades, people from all over the city, including children, had to come to the Grand Parade for their reading material, and long queues were a feature of those years. From the time of the opening of Douglas Library, the total number of issues of books from the suburban libraries has consistently exceeded that of the city library, illustrating how important the network of local libraries is to the people of the city. The City Library on the Grand Parade remains the main focus of specialist services such as reference and information, local studies and music, the most important of such facilities outside Dublin. Since the mid-1980s, the network of local libraries has been extended with two new libraries serving the north side in Hollyhill in 1980 and Mayfield in 1984. The 90s and noughties saw a revolution in library provision through the use of information and communications technology. At first, library administration routines 
circulation, cataloging, writing and record keeping were greatly enhanced through systems, databases and advances in connectivity. As in all areas of life, computers became commonplace, not just for staff but for the public and our libraries were adapted to provide new services. We have many visitors to our libraries who use public computers and free Wi-Fi. We have many visitors who never set foot in a library but use our vast range of online services something that stood us in great stead during the COVID-19 crisis. One important function that evolved was digitization. The scanning of maps, photographs, prints and other images, material of Cork interest. This material is available on one of our websites, www.corkpastandpresent.ie. The Nauties also saw a new building replacing the former Tory Top Library in 2005 and Bishopstone Library. A brand new service for the western suburbs opened in November 2006. In March 2007, a van-based library service for household members of the library was introduced. In 2015, a new library building replaced a number of temporary rented premises in Holly Hill. 31st of May 2019 was a momentous day for the city of Cork when we welcomed 85,000 new citizens as part of our new city. The same is true for Cork City Library's service. We welcomed staff and patrons of Ballancolic Library, Blarney Library and Glanmire Library into the city fold. Cork City Libraries is now well established as an integral feature of the city's information resources and cultural landscape. Cultural events, festivals and programmes such as Cork World Book Fest and It Seems History is to Blame have become part of our core offerings. We strive to improve access for all with initiatives like Growing Imaginations, Autism Friendly, Death Certification literacy-friendly, and more. Our children's and young people's services are the best in the country. Our local studies and reference library have inspired and facilitated researchers for generations. Our spaces and meeting rooms are filled with book clubs, community, music, and craft groups. Where to next? A library is greatly needed in the Black Rock Madden area, and we hope that Douglas Library, closed since a fire in 2019, will reopen in late 2020. A library's development plan, 2020-2024, is due to be published soon, covering how we hope to lead the library service over the coming years. We hope you will come with us too. Dawn le Maureen Lankford on Rupa Pion Agus Poor. Kurta on im silo, a glacher chlud amalasia, Schacha is drishacha, Gach schach gan alon, Gach drishach gan a smear. No corrig me a chorine, Ni coslum tu. The Chora Nodo Hibble. Command Uim on Freedine Sullish. Groin Lum on Sullus. A Harrigan Muggle Mahool. No Sheen Hum Love. No Telig Hum Tar Hall. Lor Lum on Dove again. Kubim Kulim. Son Echter Dovoka. Dovating on Tirter a Fleska, a scopper in a smidderini, 
Rein treat sheas ishtach, son aduntus, veng squilta. Och, da veting. Reading the Beautiful City. To mark National Heritage Week, librarian Anne Reardon looks at the most popular titles about Cork or by Cork authors that have been borrowed from Cork City libraries over the years. Here in the real capital, we are quite interested in ourselves and how we are perceived. God help anyone who overlooks us or does us an injustice, no matter how small or justified the slight. And so it follows that we like reading about our beautiful city and we like reading titles by authors from our beautiful city. So what are the most popular titles and authors with a Quark link borrowed by our readers? A search of our circulation database revealed the answer. The most borrowed title about Quark is Shawley's Echo Boys, The Marsh and the Lanes, Old Quark Remembered by Michael Verdon. The title has been borrowed 709 times by readers of Cork City Libraries since its publication in 1993. In it, the people of Old Quark reminisce on old times, old ways and the changes they have seen. From the lanes, the leafy suburbs and tenements of the city centre, the people of Old Cork remember. Number two on our list is Voices of Cork by Vincent Power and edited by Rosemary Dawson. Published in 1997, Voices of Cork has been borrowed 659 times from our libraries. It consists of 18 interviews with well-known Corkonians from all fields, from politics to business to sport to television. The celebrities talk about Cork, their backgrounds and how it shaped the people they became. Third on our list is another non-fiction title, The IRA and Its Enemies, Violence and Community in Cork, 1916-1923, by Peter Hart. This work looks at the impact of guerrilla warfare on West Cork communities during the Civil War, with anonymous interviews and recollections. A controversial title, Hart's methodology has been questioned, and he has been accused of bias. This potentially contributed to its popularity among our readers having been borrowed 650 times since its publication in the late 1990s. Number four on the list starts a run of fiction titles. Alice Taylor's The Woman of the House has been borrowed 595 times by our readers. Alice also appears at number six with her book Across the River, borrowed 511 times. In between Taylor's, we have probably Cork's best known writer. The Stories of Frank O'Connor features at number five, borrowed 540 times. This collection contains My Oedipus Complex, First Confession and The Pretender among its contents. Considering O'Connor's volume of work and his many other collections combined, he must surely vie with Taylor and Trevor to be our most borrowed author. His memoir My Father's Son is just outside the top 10 at number 14, borrowed 440 times. Another old Cork favourite makes the list at joint sixth. The Streets of Cork by the late and much missed Dr. Sean Pettit has been borrowed 511 times by our readers. Enhanced with photographs, many of them colour, it brings the life of Cork to life through its people. At number eight, we have Frank O'Connor, A Life, the biography by Jim McKeown, himself a well-known author and poet in his own right. Frank O'Connor, A Life has been borrowed by our readers 506 times. The story of Cork by Sean Beecher, featuring illustrations by William Harrington is another staple on our shelves, borrowed 504 times. Finally, at number 10, we have another collection of short stories by another Cork short story heavyweight, The Hill Bachelors by William Trevor, borrowed 492 times. Trevor features frequently in the top 100. The story of Lucy Gault, number 22, 
Two Lives, number 30, Cheating at Canasta, number 53, and Fools of Fortune, number 54. So what does this list tell us about ourselves? Clearly, we are not only interested in our history and heritage, but we want to remember and honour the past in making us what we are today. We like to reminisce. We have to go to number 16 on the list to find a contemporary novel, Holding by Graham Norton. Also, we have the best writers. That goes without saying. All titles in the list are available to borrow from our libraries. Visit www.corkcitylibraries.ie for links to the library catalogue and your online account. Or call in and ask a librarian. Stone meant the most to him. Blackpool has links with more individuals who have contributed to Cork's cultural history than might initially be realised. Chief amongst these is the sculptor Seamus Murphy. At the age of 14, he began an apprenticeship which ended with him becoming, in his own words, the only legitimate stone carver in Cork for 25 years. In 1934, he opened his studio workshop on Watercourse Road, Blackpool. There he produced many of his works, which are now judiciously distributed throughout the city. Seamus Murphy was to stone carving what Harry Clark was to stained glass windows or James Joyce to literature, each a renowned master at their craft. For generations, poetry has been used as a concise and eloquent way of paying tribute to individuals who stood apart in terms of their contribution to our nation's cultural heritage. In 1980, five years after his death, the Cork Review published an edition dedicated to the memory of Seamus, featuring recollections of the man and his work through essays and poetry. Blackpool Library has chosen the poems printed in that volume as its focus in celebrating Heritage Week 2020. We bring you the opening verses of poems by Sean Lucy, Robert O'Donoghue, Paul Durkin, Eleni Huillenoin and Christy Keneally. Stone is in my system by Sean Lucy. Of the materials he mastered, stone meant the most to him. Time and again, the tough and stubborn grain was civilised by his bright chisels, showing its secret strength as clear thought as sound feeling. Godnet by Robert O'Donoghue Which now, in this stone bewitched, stone robed in our present mythologies of ordinariness, abandoned cloak about your buxom form, no hint of holy or satanic slyness around you, a feast of green hills, the familiar drone of your bees. In Memoriam, Seamus Murphy, October 1975, by Paul Durkin. It is deserted today in the municipal park, deserted swing and slide, deserted path and riverbank, yet the more deserted the municipal park by the river, the more lifelike appears the virgin of the twilight. What is a sculpture, Daddy? A small girl asks of her father as they wander through the municipal park, and he points to a sculpture named Virgin of the Twilight, and he stoops down and he explains, that was made by a man called Seamus Murphy, and it is a sculpture. Seamus Murphy Sculpture by Elaine Echulinoin Walking in the graveyard, a maze of angels and families, the path is coiled like a shaving of wood. We stop to read the names. In time they all come around. Again, the spear-bearer, the sponge-bearer, ladder and pillar, scooped from shallow beds, carrying black clothes, whiskey and ham for the wake, the city revolves, white peaks of churches clockwise lifting and falling. 
In this exceptional year, when we came to realise that not everything we take for granted is carved in stone, we remember Seamus Murphy, whose works in stone remind us that some things do, in fact, endure. Each poem is a poignant reflection on the sculptor. Murphy himself might have approved of how Christy Canelli, a native of Blackpool, put it. And when it was time to die, God chisel hammer-honed him down to his image and likeness, called his name and freed him from his plinth. That's all for now. For information, opening hours or contact details about Cork City Libraries, visit our website at www.corkcitylibraries.ie or follow us on social media channels. Music is by Chris Toomey from his album Midnight on the Water. Thanks for listening. Slán!